A desert planet with twin suns. They call themselves the Bad Batch. We do what we do. What else you got? Give me more! Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks and another Bad Batch review and breakdown, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Uh, once again, sorry that this is coming a bit late. Uh, I really needed to rest up yesterday, so took the day off. Uh, pushed it back to today. So I appreciate y'all's patience, and I can't wait to talk to y'all about uh, episode 9 of The Bad Batch today. So let's just jump straight into I Have Spoken. I Have Spoken. So as usual, we're starting off with non-spoiler review, going straight into spoilers. Ample spoiler warning. Let's get into it. So, my non-spoiler review for episode 9 of The Bad Batch, Bounty Lost. This episode was visually stunning, not to say that the others haven't been, but this one was particularly chef's kiss. The second half of the season has started on a fantastic note and has given us a lot more questions as well as a few big answers. I can't wait to keep getting more, and I love this show so very much. Um... So yeah, I feel like my non-spoiler reviews tend to be pretty similar week to week. It's really hard for me to come up with stuff to say that um, isn't spoiler-filled. Um, but that being said, the rest of this episode will be spoiler-filled. Uh, um, and we're starting off with my breakdown followed by my spoiler review and then my theories for the show moving forward. Um, but uh, that being said, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Uh, okay, let's get straight into my breakdown. So, at the beginning of the episode, we start off with the Bad Batch fleeing from one of Crosshair's attack shuttles, and their rear deflector shields are failing, but Hunter refuses to leave without pursuing the bounty hunter that took Omega. As Crosshair gets closer, the team uh, convinces Hunter to leave, uh, to leave and live to fight another day, as the bounty hunter is nowhere to be found, and so they jump to hyperspace and escape. We cut to a different ship. Omega is in a ray-shielded cell, uh, and she speaks to Toto and Cad Bane, who has a metal plate on the top of his head, which I have a theory about, which I'll get to later. Uh, Bane uh, goes to the cockpit to speak with his client, uh, the Kaminoans, and so he speaks to Lamasu, who tells him to rendezvous at uh, the, a designated site, and then we cut to the Kaminoans uh, on Kamino, and Lamasu sends Tan Wei rather than, rather than Nala due to Nala connection to Omega. And Tan Wei is actually the first Kaminoan that we meet on screen in Attack of the Clones. So that's a really cool thing, a uh, really cool cameo. We haven't gotten to see her in Clone Wars or, I guess now, Bad Batch animation. So that was a really, really cool thing. Uh, after that, uh, Lamasu... Uh, says, after obtaining Omega's genetic material, she is to be terminated, which visibly upsets Nala Say. Uh, back on Bane's ship, we see Toto attempting to fix his leg that Hunter shot off in the previous episode. Omega offers to help, uh, which Toto initially declines. Back on the Marauder, the Bad Batch's ship, Echo identifies Bane as the bounty hunter who abducted Omega um, using some old Republic files. Um, and after analyzing, uh, oh, as the bat, uh, excuse me, sorry, one second. As the Bad Batch postulates why bounty hunters are after Omega, Tech interjects. Uh, after analyzing her genetic makeup, he concludes that she is a perfect genetic replica replication of their host, Django Fett, which is unlike 
most clones because she is unaltered and is not designed for obedience or uh, does not contain accelerated growth properties. And as far as tech knows, there is only one other clone uh, like this, codenamed Alpha, and who was later known as Boba. So that's Boba Fett. And he went missing uh, at the beginning of the war. So Omega is the sole living source of Fett's raw genetic material, which makes her extremely, extremely valuable to the Kaminoans. Uh, Omega continues her chat with Toto, who eventually allows her uh, to help repair his leg and releases her from her cell. Omega does so, but ends up uh, temporarily deactivating Toto to search for her communication device. So Bane arrives on uh, at a planet called Borovio and approaches floating fortresses reminiscent of Cloud City on Bespin in Empire Strikes Back. But these are not that. They are abandoned Kaminoan facilities. Um, so Omega finds her communicator and escapes before Bane finds her uh, and finds out that she disabled Toto and left her cell. Um, so Omega... Uh, gets off the ship after Bane lands and manages to contact the Batch uh, who attempts to find where she is. They try to trace her signal but fail when Bane catches up to her and destroys her communicator. So Bane puts her in handcuffs and starts to bring her back to his ship when we hear blaster fire and the two turn a corner to see Tan Wei laying dead at the end of the corridor. And then we see Fennec Shan step into frame holding Bane's payment. Uh, and holding and pointing a gun at them. She and Bane end up... Uh, Fennec Shand is the same bounty hunter that the Bad Batch encountered on Pantora. She's the same bounty hunter from uh, The Mandalorian, uh, who uh, is played by uh, Ming-Na Wen. Uh, and she is really, really cool. Um, but the Fennec and Bane end up in a standoff, which was so eerie and cinematic... Uh, especially with the clouds in this uh, skytop fortress and Bane's silhouette is the only thing that's uh, visible. Like it was, it looked so fantastic. Um, and then Toto ends up stealing the credits while Fennec is occupied with Bane and a firefight breaks out. And the credits end up destroyed by a thermal detonator. Omega escapes while the bounty hunters are occupied with each other. And um, she finds a room with various test tubes and manages to get a signal out to the Bad Batch and relay her location. Fennec finds her and tells her that she's trying to help her, and Omega doesn't believe her because that's what she said on Pantora whenever they first met. And Omega escapes by dropping one of the test tubes onto Fennec. Uh, as she's leaving, Omega spites some flight pods and tries to get to them. And we see these flight pods back uh, at, the, in the, at the beginning of Season 3 of The Clone Wars. Uh, that's what like Ventress uses to escape. They're just this Kaminoan technology that have a cool, like, little uh, light tail as they're uh, flying along. And uh, she encounters Bane, who gets uh, into another scuffle with Fennec, who is on Omega's tail. Omega slips away again and fights off Toto to get to a flight pod. Uh, Bane and Fennec are fairly evenly matched, but Bane seems to be the better fighter. Uh, and they end up in a relative stalemate. Um, and Omega escapes... And uh, in one of the flight pods, and Bane goes back to his ship. Omega's pod loses power, uh, but is caught as it plummets to the planet below, and the Bad Batch uh, are the ones who have saved her. Um, she runs to Hunter crying and asking why the Kaminoans are after her, and Echo tells Hunter that he has to tell her the truth. But we cut away before um, 
we hear Hunter's explanation to her. Uh, cut back to Bane's ship. He finds that his uh, ship has been sabotaged by Fennec, and on back on Fennec's ship, she is contacted by Nala Say, and Fennec tells her that Omega has been rescued by the Bad Batch and that it will cost extra for her to track them down. And Nala Say that that won't be necessary because as long as Omega is not with Lama Su, the Kaminoan Prime Minister who wants her dead and just wants her for her genetic material, then Omega will be safe. End of episode. So, this episode was absolutely epic. I really loved uh, the way the Kaminoan facility looked with all the clouds and the broken windows. It was just, it, it looked absolutely amazing. I'm so pumped that we have more Cad Bane and I'm so happy that he was he's involved in the show. I did not expect that at all, but it makes me so very happy. And I'm glad that Fennec went toe-to-toe with Bane, but wasn't established as being like a better bounty hunter or a better fighter. I thought that, that was really well done, and I, I had faith that Dave Filoni wasn't going to make Bane uh, go down to this newbie bounty hunter, because I don't think that she's earned her stripes enough to go toe-to-toe with Bane and like beat him. Um... I really can't wait for more. I have loved, uh, I loved the new insight into Omega's background, and I really enjoyed the Kamino and drama. That was super interesting. So, and I think that this show is really coming into its own, which is super, super exciting. Um, so that's all I have for my review and breakdown. Let's go into visions for a couple theories that I have. To continue, we need one singular vision. My vision. Alrighty, so we do have a few developments after this week. So, first of all, the theory of Omega being Force-sensitive is pretty much fully debunked now uh, by the fact that she is essentially another Boba Fett, but a, a female. And so she uh, she is not Force-sensitive, she's just a complete genetic replica of Jango Fett, which is really cool on its own. I was kind of hoping that she would be uh, maybe a preliminary clone of Palpatine, but I guess that doesn't really make sense uh, with the timeline. Um, so... I think that it would be an interesting twist if she was Force-sensitive, but I doubt that that would be the case at this point. Uh, I don't think that we've seen the last of Fennec uh, and Bane, and the name drop for Boba makes me think that he might be involved down the line later in the show, which I think would be super, super cool. Um, the whole thing with Nalise personally defying Lama Su and hiring Fennec on the side uh, makes me think that she may be the one that's responsible for potentially overriding the inhibitor ships and causing a clone uprising just... Uh, if nothing else, to purely just oppose uh, Lama Su and his uh, pursuit of um, essentially just appeasing the Empire rather than Kaminoan interests in general. Or actually, I don't know, because he is kind of pursuing the Empire in order to preserve Kaminoan interests. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like they're seeing eye to eye, so she might just be trying to spite him in that way. Um, I hope that we get to see a lot more of the Empire, maybe even like a whole episode from Crosshair's perspective, because I feel like we... Like we see them in very, we've seen them in a couple episodes, but we haven't gotten too too much uh, context for what the state of the galaxy is at this point. It's been very uh, narrow point of view, and I hope that we get to see that broader point of view that we saw earlier in the season. Uh, and then I think that the test tubes were super interesting. Uh, my brother Jeb pointed out that one of them looked like a bith, and the thing that falls on um, Fennec looked like a Kaminoan, but not quite the same. Like, it was, like, a lot bigger. Someone said that it was, like, or I read somewhere that it was possibly an Old Republic Kaminoan. I really don't know, but it, it, they reminded me of the test tubes that we saw in 
Mando season two. And I think that there might be some kind of connection there because as we know, Dr. Pershing um, is a Kaminoan doctor. So I'm thinking that that might be where that comes from. And then Bane's head plate uh, that we see when he takes his hat off, I think implies that his duel with Boba already happened and he already lost, but he was able to survive. And so I'm thinking that possibly um, that might tie in later in the season where Boba like sh shows up and he's like, dang, man, you're still alive, like something like that. And then I think that I still think that it will tie into Book of Boba Fett, even though I read somewhere saying that. Uh, so Cat, this is a slight tangent, but Cad Bane is a Duro. That's his uh, species. And their average lifespan is 70 years. And Cad Bane is about 50, a little over 50 years old by the time uh, this is happening. So by the time that, um, uh, I can't think of words as by the time that Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett are going to be happening, he's going to be close to 80, which is, which well exceeds, uh, the limits of, uh, Duro lifespan. So people are saying that that makes, means that he's probably not going to be a player in that, but I think that he might just keep cybernetically enhancing himself so that he can stay in the game. And I think that that's probably uh, what we're going to see. It doesn't quite explain why he's not uh, in that lineup of bounty hunters that Vader enlists, but I'm sure that Filoni uh, and Favreau will come up with something uh, to explain that. And uh, I just really want to see, I want to see more Bane and I want to see Bane in live action. So I, do, I hope that he's not killed in Bad Batch and that he gets uh, his final standoff with Boba in Book of Boba Fett. But um, yeah, so that's my little sidetrack. But that's all that I have for episode nine of The Bad Batch. I really enjoyed this and I'm super, super excited for uh, what's to come next. Uh, but yeah, uh, stay tuned for next week. And I really hope that... Uh, uh, Y'all keep enjoying this podcast. Once again, if you want to email me with any questions or anything like that, we are twinsuntalks at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at twinsuntalks. Uh, and yeah, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you. And I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.